Hey everybody, welcome to the Audience of One podcast, where we live by Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as something done for the Lord and not for men. Here we talk about life, purpose, and growth, and attempt to practically live our lives focused on pleasing our audience of one, which is God. Enjoy the show and be blessed. everybody. Welcome back to the Audience of One podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. Today, we are going to have an awesome couple here talking about their awesome platform called 25 to Life. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Darielle and Whitney Anderson, and I know that you all will be blessed by what they have to share and their goal and mission behind their platform. So. You all, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Please take a moment to introduce yourselves and let the people know a little bit about who you all are. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having us. First of all, we are very honored to be speaking with everyone tonight. Yes, we are. Yes. (laughs) I am Whitney. And I'm Darielle. And we've been together for almost 15 years. And we've been married for almost five of those years. Um, We have three beautiful baby, um, eight-year-old daughter, a 19-month-old son, and a three-month-old daughter. So we are very busy <laughs> with children. <laughs> um, we both work full-time, and when we're not working, we love to travel and basically just spend time with family. Oh, that, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daria, are you, are you a man a few words, or are you going to yes. open up a little bit? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the quiet one in the relationship. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so sounds like you all have been OGs in the game um, with your relationship, which is awesome. So give us a little bit more background about how 25 to Life got started and what it is. So it kind of started based on us being married young because we got married at 25 around that age. And we kind of played with the concept of like 25 to Life, like, you know, the life sentence and People looked at marriage like it was a life sentence. So we wanted to take an oxymoron of the negativity and shine a positive light on 25 to life or being married and being married young. Our goal is, the mission of 25 to life is to break the negative notion that being married, especially young, is a bad thing. Um, It's so much negativity surrounding the idea of marriage today. Um, we just wanted to shed a positive light on it and bring some positivity to it and let couples know, especially young couples know that, you know, marriage can work and marriage is a good thing. We love being married. So that's kind of our goal. Um, 25 Life is not just us. Um, it's the community. So we can't speak to everything. We haven't been through everything. So um we intend to talk to other couples who've been through stuff like blended families or interracial couples, you know, issues that we don't know anything about. Um, so that's kind of the, the the mission of what we're trying to do with our platform. In my experience with watching you all and just seeing how fun you all are engaging with each other online, I really do think that you all portray an awesome example of what it's like to be young, to be married, and to have children. So what are some things that 
you offer to people whenever they go to your platform or your website or your YouTube channel? So we kind of wanted to do our platform a little bit differently. YouTube, we kind of have an audience of like, we kind of try to keep YouTube short and simple. It's, it doesn't always work out like that because sometimes <laughs> we get the rambling on. Like, um, like, for example, right now we have up like date night ideas and Valentine gifts ideas. And so we kind of want to use it more so for that audience like if you need some ideas um for different things um we we're planning on coming out with a podcast soon and for that we're going to do like more series related things for example we have one about the keys um which we can discuss more later but we have we have a lot of different ideas for our different platforms and how we want to use them so for you know social media we kind of try to put out positive quotes or little clips of positivity and stuff like that. That's what we kind of use that for, like Facebook and Instagram. So every one of them is different. Since you all have been married for so long and you all have this space of really building up and equipping marriages, why do you think it's important for people to have a space to learn about marriage? Because, you know, like I grew up just kind of seeing people in church who've been married forever and nobody really yeah. talked about marriage other than maybe the one, one time a year marriage conference or somebody was having like a marriage issue. That's when you were here about it, but people didn't really talk about marriage development. So why do you all think it's important to learn about? I think it's important, especially in the black community. Cause like you said, Nobody really talks about marriage. You kind of see marriage, but sometimes you kind of see it in a negative light. So we want to be that positive space you can go to if you got any questions, you know, you might want to know how much it costs to pay for a wedding. We want to provide, you know, stuff like that. Learn karate, you go to a dojo. So if you want to learn about marriage, you come to 25 to life. 25 yeah. to life. That's where you need to go. <laughs> so do you all feel that people who are seriously dating and um, courting in that phase should go to your site for resources or are things more so geared to people who are maybe newlyweds or, you know, certain amount of years into their marriage? Oh, no, definitely. We definitely want to cater to people who are just starting to date, you know, single people who are thinking about, hey, you know, I think it's time for me to settle down. Um, how do I know I met the right person? You know, um, newlyweds, uh, veteran couples, we kind of want to cater to everyone. So definitely not just married couples. Yeah, I think we want to provide a platform for even single people. If you're looking to figure out, you know, what to look for when I'm looking for that right person. Right. Because, I mean, you know, a lot of single people might have a bad, for one reason or another, they might feel like, oh, I don't want to get married. married. Marriage is not for me. You know, I don't want to be tied down to one person. You know, whether they it comes from a personal family experience, it's, you know, coming from their friends or even just TV. I mean, it's just so much negativity around marriage in general. So, we definitely want to speak to people who, you know, might not think marriage is in the cards for them and letting them know, you know, marriage is not a bad thing. Not all marriages fail. So we definitely want to just shine some positivity around it. Um, and we believe that marriage is one of the best things in life when you're doing it with the right person. In your time of developing this platform and really working with couples, what are some of the biggest barriers that you've seen married couples deal with? All right, so we've actually done a lot of research on why marriages fail. And even in our personal lives, you know, the things that we've seen from family or friends, 
that people go through. The biggest barriers we found are finances, substance abuse, and infidelity. Um, a lot of couples go into marriage not realizing how important finances are, you know, savings and debt, and it can really take a toll on the marriage. A lot of couples really struggle with being faithful and infidelity, so that's one of the barriers we've seen. And then surprisingly, substance abuse, you know, was high on that list. A lot of people don't think about it as being a barrier in marriage, but it's actually one of the biggest. Um, if a person is dealing with alcoholism or a drug problem, it can be a lot for the other person to deal with and can definitely cause the marriage to fail. The communication is key. Yes. And yeah. that, was, that was something that I was surprised that doesn't cause, you know, some that didn't come in, up in the research about communication because I really feel that, you know, regardless of what your goals are as a married couple, whatever you kind of see for yourself as an individual, if you're not communicating with this person that you're married to, it's just not going to work. I agree. Yep. It actually did come up, but, you know, it wasn't in the top three. Oh, <laughs> it wow. Was, it, was, it was on the list. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm very surprised about that. So with all of those things that we addressed a little bit ago, what are some practical tips that you give to couples to help them overcome these things so they might really be struggling with the substance abuse piece or they might really be struggling in the finance piece or the communication piece so if they come to you what are some resources or some tips that you share with them to help them improve their marriage so basically we got like a foundation for 25 to life and it's the 10 keys to a happy relationship or marriage so those 10 keys are communication compromise patience forgiveness trust friendship, love, intimacy, teamwork, and 100% dedication. Ooh, okay. That is some good stuff. So can you slow it down and kind of walk us through those 10 keys? So we're actually working on a series. We break the 10 keys down into like a group. So the first group is communication, compromise, and patience. So we feel like those are, you know, pretty much essential to any relationship um and these tankies they can be both a barrier and you know something to overcome that barrier at the same time if you lack communication it can fail and if the communication is good it it makes the marriage better so um those three things go together you have to communicate you have to compromise so you have to compromise to communicate right and then you have to have patience um, about it. So that's how those three things relate. And then the next two are forgiveness and trust. Um, you have to trust your partner. Um, and you also have to be willing to forgive mm. in the instance that the trust is broken. So um, without those two, marriage is destined to fail. Yeah, like we said earlier, one of the leading causes of divorce is infidelity. I mean, it happens. But if you're willing to forgive somebody, you also got to be willing to trust them all over again. Right. We're not going to say it happened, so it doesn't just happen. No. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not advocating for that. Right. But, um, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, and not even with infidelity, but with Anything. any situation yeah. where, you know, trust can be lost. You know, it's important to forgive um, and not hold that over their head and, and move on, be able to move on. Um, right. Because, like, with the keto diet, we on the keto diet. I trust that Whitney is not going to cheat on me and eat some carbs <laughs> right and if i eat some chips you gotta be willing to forgive me for that <laughs> right right that's real the next group we have is friendship love and intimacy 
And it basically works like that. Like you should, your partner should be your best friend. So when y'all meet, y'all should work into, you know, get to knowing each other and laughing together and growing. And then, of course, comes love once you get to know somebody on a certain level. And then, of course, intimacy. Um, and then the last two are teamwork and 100% dedication. So, you know, marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Both of you have to be all in, not just giving half of what you got. Give it your all. And remember that you're a team and it's not going to work if you don't work together. Mm, absolutely. Um, I really like that one because oftentimes when Juan and I are kind of recovering from a disagreement or just kind of being not on the same page, we'll look at each other and say, okay, are we a team? We're working together? Yes. And so we like have to audibly say and remind ourselves, yes, we're working together. Yes, we're on the team, you know, to get ourselves back in that mindset, because I think that is so important. Yes. The teamwork just makes the job a lot easier. Like I think a lot of men have to swallow their pride in, you know, 2020. Women work. If Whitney's giving the kid a bath, I will definitely cook. Definitely put up everything. Yeah. 50-50. It isn't expected that one person does this and the other is expected to do that. You know, everything is, is shared. <laughs> a key thing that I really love about my podcast is I've been able to give space to people and let them share vulnerabilities and um, be very transparent during interviews. So with that in mind, what are some areas that you two have struggled in your marriage and what are some techniques or strategies that you use to bounce back from that? We got a lot of things worked out before we got married. We've been together so long (laughs) that a lot of our issues in the beginning, you know, whether it be distance because we went to two different colleges, um, all of that stuff kind of got worked out when we got married. Probably the biggest thing from when we got married was holidays um (laughs) and not that we have different religions or anything like that but both of us are really big on spending quality time with family so the holidays were like a a big argument for us when we first got married because it's like my family is really big and I have my mom's side and my dad's side and both of them are are really big so and then Dario has his side. And he has mom and dad's side, but it's kind of like one. Cause they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really close. They're in like this little small town, Rich Square, North Carolina. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. We don't need to know it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they're in this little small town. So they, they're really close. Um, and so after we had... Um, Our first yeah it was it became you know everybody wants to see the baby so all right what are we going to do about the holidays it's, it's not something that we had talked about previously so when holidays rolled around it was like okay well I want to see my family too you mm. know and yeah that that was a big argument so we kind of had to just sit down as we calm down and it was like okay how are we going to make this work how are we going to compromise on this and so the the 10 keys came into play where we had to communicate about it right and compromise and and figure it out so now we kind of have a schedule we rotate the holidays especially Thanksgiving and Christmas those are the big ones um sometimes the 4th of July we'll see who's doing what so that's kind of how we we got past that um yeah so as far as marriage yeah I have a a quick question so how did your families deal with that 
you know, you even just making decision to split holidays. I know a lot of couples choose to do that and it works particularly well when you are in a different state, but it sounds like both of your families are in the same state. So how did you navigate that space with, I guess, the expectation of like, well, I want you to come to Christmas every year or, you know, I don't know if you had comments like that. So what was that like? Yeah, I mean, some of my family members was like, well, I don't feel like you spend a lot of time with us anymore, you know, and it's kind of like, well, we're married. Yeah. So <laughs> our marriage has to come first. Um, you know, we're in this thing for the long run. I mean, we're going to be together until we die. So we got to make this work. So, I mean, it was kind of having them to understand that, okay, this is our new normal you know not even I have a boyfriend I have a husband now so I think for both of us it was just kind of having that conversation we didn't we didn't really get a whole lot of pushback like from- I, I don't think like my dad was like well I had to eat all the food by myself on Thanksgiving you right know right nobody came home but I mean mm-hmm. you know even when you know growing up younger everybody just went to grandma's house and so then it's a lot easier because you know, you can just hit grandma's house, grandma's house, and, and all three places probably in the same weekend. But now, you know, some of my family, they, they go to different states, and so it makes it a little bit harder to see everybody now. Um, but, I mean, we didn't, not from my parents, we didn't get a whole lot of pushback. Yeah, and I, mean, I, think, I think you got older cousins and stuff, so your grandma, and you know, they already was like, all right, well, your older cousin's not coming because they got a husband and kids. Yeah. So it was more like, you know. Yeah, I think it was kind of expected. Like, okay, you know, this happened. <laughs> right, right. So for couples who maybe are struggling in some of the same areas that you mentioned or just struggling with maybe bigger issues or things that they really are just not able to come to terms with, aside from... Um, 25 to life, are there other major keys or sources of wisdom that people can turn to for help on different things that they're dealing with in their marriage? Um, For us, personally, praying about it, you know, definitely taking it to God. If you have to talk to somebody, like we talk to a counselor um, in a church. Yeah, Yeah, your pastor. there are a lot, a lot of resources available online too. Like there's online marriage counseling. Like if you don't, if you don't, can't see somebody in person or if one of you, one of the um, people are not on board with counseling, the other one can just kind of start by themselves um, to talk to someone. But you definitely want to confide in somebody who you feel safe around. You know, we have a rule, you know, don't don't confide, confide in somebody of the opposite sex and, and stuff like that. But there are definitely a lot of resources available online. As you all know, now we are in the middle of COVID-19 and married couples are definitely spending a lot more time together in the house than their normal day to day. And I know for Juan and I, we were talking about it earlier in the week about how, yeah, watching Netflix together is cool, but we're not actually getting to know each other or having 
conversation. So maybe we should think about some other activities to do aside from sitting and watching Netflix. So do you all have any tips or advice for couples navigating this space? Yep. Yes. So one thing. Hold on first me. Okay, go ahead. Not only do you Netflix, you Netflix and chill. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> no quarantine, baby. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so one thing that, you know, we've really started doing since we have more time in the house is exercising together. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to go to, the, to this extreme, but I actually bought a treadmill because I was just like, okay, we can't go to the gym. You know, we got to be active that's what we can so that's one thing that we've started doing and that kind of like a a stress relief um to exercise and this past week i was trying to do it like twice a day and we tried to do a little yeah (laughs) yeah and um just something else you can do is kind of like have a date night in you know dress up even though you can't go anywhere dress up and have a romantic dinner inside the house um cook together um, that's one of the things you can do. Um, they have these date night boxes online. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Um, I won't plug any brands, but <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Like if you just Google date night in or date night box, they'll send you something in there. A lot of times they're themed and they can give you something to do like questions to spark conversations. And like I said, it can be things like cooking together. Um, if you don't want to go out to the grocery store, you can order something like a free trial on Home Chef or Blue Apron or something like that to get the already um, correct proportion meals and just cook a meal together. It comes with the instructions and all the ingredients and everything that you need. Um, we've given that a try. Anything else you want to add, baby? Yeah, yeah. You sit down and better yourself together. You sit down and think about stuff you want to do that you haven't accomplished, maybe because you didn't have time. You have all the time in the world now. Everybody, well, a lot of people are at home. Learn something. Mm-hmm. Learn a new crowd. Think about what you and your wife or what you and your husband want to do yeah. after COVID is over. You know, this is the perfect time. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you wanted to start a new business or anything. Have a new niche. okay so one more thing about COVID so now we are in the house with our spouses that we definitely get upset with from time to time so how do you um, navigate conflict resolution when you don't have that separation of space um, as you would if you were getting up going out of the house for work every day do you have any tips or advice for people with that yeah once again we can go back to the keys one of our keys or a couple of our keys are communication and compromise you got to be able to talk through whatever is going on and somebody got to come up with an agreement if it's 60 40 you make me here i'm there 50 50 whatever it is you got to be able to compromise and also forgiveness forgiveness is also one of our keys so once again, our 10 keys are coming through in the clutch. Yeah, I think it's a good time to practice um, effective communication and active listening. Um, and also set aside some me time so that you, you know, you're spending a lot of time together. So set aside something that you like to do on your own, whether for me, um, before I go to bed, I kind of read. And I've been reading um, Gabrielle Union's book. And it's, it's really interesting. It's really funny. But <laughs> that's what I've, I've been kind of trying to pick up on 
things that I didn't have necessarily time to do before because before it was so busy, you know, we were so busy spending time apart, like at work. But now that we're spending a lot of time together is having to make more time for just self. So Mm -hmm. um, I think that's important too. So I think that you all definitely have shared with us the the wealth of wisdom and knowledge and the depth of the information that you all have related to marriage and how you are going to continue to champion marriage through your platform 25 to life and the things that you all have in mind so can you share with us a little bit more about what's coming up for 25 to life we have a lot of major things that we're really really excited about Um, we got big plans yes (laughs) even for this year. So, of course, we're going to continue on with the YouTube. We've got that um, ramped up this year. We're going to start a podcast. Um, We actually have a couple's gay night coming up this year. Um, We'll be doing that in June. So, we have a place booked and everything. We're getting it all together, um, getting everything together for that. And the next year, um, we want to do a couple's retreat, and that'll be our first couple's retreat. So, um, I'm going to try to get some hype up around that. And then we'll have some merch coming out in a website. So, um, like I said, we want to try to get other couples involved. So 25 Life is not just us. It's not just me and Darielle. Um, it's going to be a community. So we think we definitely have the opportunity to, to take this thing and make some great things happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds awesome. And I'm super excited to uh, be a part of any and all of those things and definitely hope um, you all who are listening are interested in connecting with them. A question I didn't think of about asking earlier is how should or what are some tips that couples should use to navigate the space of having small children and kind of continuing to develop their marriage and show time and attention to their spouse. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we find helpful is just really making time for each other. So it's important to have that date night. You know, even if you don't think you can fit it in, just call your mom or somebody to watch the kids for kids for a couple hours and you know, go out, just, just you and yourself. It's important to have that alone time. Definitely. We try to take a, a family vacation once a year and then just a couple's vacation with just two of us, um, you know, just to, to get that time back and remember where it all started and, and keep that spark going. Um, because it's definitely important, you know, as we said in our 10 keys, intimacy is a big part of a marriage and without it um your marriage will fail mm-hmm. so i think it's even nice to get the kids on the schedules try to get them in bed at a certain time even if you get them in bed at nine o'clock and y'all watch our favorite show together right and and dating doesn't have to mean going out you can date right in the house after the kids go to bed you can go netflix chill mm-hmm. you can go <laughs> like Really though, you, you don't have to go out like so we try to make time to even just catch up on our shows, you know, once a week, something that we're doing together after the kids are in bed. Because life gets busy, things get hectic and it can it can easily like turn into 
being all about the kids versus being about your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. So in my episode on motherhood, I talked a lot about that because I really thought that Juan and I had just, I don't know, some kind of immunity to the the strain on the marriage that a child often brings. And I was just like, oh, we're going to be good. Like, that's not going to affect us. But lo and behold, it definitely did. And it just was a stressful time. And we actually went to marriage counseling for it. And that was really helpful to us. But one thing that Darielle said was getting the child on a schedule. Oh, my goodness. After we put Eliana on a set schedule, we just had so much more free time in the evening. And I'm like, what? Why didn't we do this from the beginning? You know, I was just like, well... She's, she's a good sleeper, so I'll let her just go to sleep whenever she wants to, 8.30, 9.00, 9.30, whatever. Uh-uh, she's in the bed at 7.30, the end, <laughs> boom. Okay, and that is great. Yeah. Because yes. before, honestly, before when people would say, oh, my child has to be in bed by a certain time, I'm like, rose eyes, whatever. Like, your child should not control your life like that. But little did I know, they had more control than I did. Oh, yes. The house is now there. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, that those were really good tips for sure. So at the end of every episode, I like to leave people with an affirmation. So do you all have an affirmation today? Yes. So at the end of all our videos, we always toast to being happy, being married, and being in love 25, 25 of life. Oh, wow. That's so sweet. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And do you all have a scripture of the day for us today? Yes. So actually, we each have one. My scripture comes from Mark 10, verse 9. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And mine is Proverbs uh, 18, 22, the good old he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor for the Lord. Amen. Y'all preach it tonight. <laughs> that is good. Thank you so much for those scriptures and that awesome affirmation. I'll just pray us out and then give you an opportunity to share your platform so people can get connected and, um, you know, plugged into all of these awesome resources that you have. So, dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to come together to just talk about the beauty of marriage and to share resources and support in order to continue to upbuild your kingdom with creating couples and marriages that are strong and fortified in you. Continue to bless Dariel and Whitney as they go forth in these efforts. And I thank you so much for the exciting things that they have coming up in the coming months and years with this platform. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So how can folks find you two? How can they get connected with 25 to Life? Let us know that information. All right. So on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, we are 25 to Life YM. That's 25-T-O-Life YM. That stands for 25 to Life Young and Married. Um and our email address is also 25tolifeym at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I'll make sure that I link that information in the show notes below. 
And thank y'all so much for sacrificing a little bit of your time with all of the beautiful young people that you have running around. <laughs> thank you right. for this time. So thank I you so am, much for having us. Absolutely. I'm super excited for my listeners to get connected and plugged into what you all are doing over there. And um, thanks so much. That is it for today's episode. Hope you all enjoyed. And until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.